Hi guys, good to see you. Thanks for uh, taking the time today. I was just wondering, uh, given uh, when we spoke to you a few months back after the season ended, and and Dennis, I think that you had said that you would prioritize uh, anyone who could defend their position without sacrificing spacing. Uh, under under that context, just wonder if you could kind of take us through how it was that you came to prioritize bringing back Fave with the uh, with the mid level exception. Yeah, yeah. So uh, thanks, uh, Eric, for the question. Uh, a few things uh, relative to, to Derek uh, specifically. One, um, we, we have proof of concept uh, with, with Derek. Derek, as an example uh, that we could give you specifically, Eric, uh, Derek and, and Rudy Gobert uh, in combination uh, was, were, were plus six um, in tandem. And so um, obviously that big, big lineup was quite successful, uh, even though I think uh, some people uh, have worried about the offense. You know, it's proven that it can be successful. Frankly, we missed <clears throat> that the big, big option that we'd had in previous years in the name of skill. Uh, we were eliminated by Golden State and Houston three consecutive years and we couldn't keep up offensively. So the analysis, you know, we have plenty of time, but it, it was quite simple. After December 23rd, Eric, we were the number one offensive team in the NBA. Uh, we managed our seeding games in the bubble. As you guys know, uh, we weren't pressing the gas for a number of issues during, during the seeding games in the bubble. And then the playoffs were the playoffs and we had the number one bubble offense in, in the playoffs. So for us, it stood to reason, let's bring back our top eight guys that produced the number one offense uh, since de December 23rd, and then add a defensive component that when we need to go big, big, uh, as an example, um, I felt like the only really tough matchup that we faced all year long uh, was the Lakers. Um, they uh, they man manhandled us physically. So, yeah, Derek doesn't give us traditional spacing at the four, but he does give us vertical spacing at the five. Again, coupled with, it's already been proven that, uh, that he and Rudy can play together successfully. So uh, we wanted to give Quinn uh, more positional size, uh, more physicality. And again, I think, I think our top eight guys, if you include George as number eight, uh, including the playoffs, they all played a thousand minutes. Again, uh, the offense was number one. So we wanted to prove, bring back a proven defender uh, in Derek Favors. Great, next we'll go to Ryan Miller, KSL. Hey guys, thanks for doing this. I'm just wondering how important is it to get an extension done with Rudy this off season or just give us an update on how things are going there? Yeah, we don't, as, as you know, Ryan, again, appreciate the question. We don't comment on past, present or future negotiations, but we love Rudy and uh, we'd like to, Rudy to be here for the duration of his career. We'll go to Ben Anderson, KSL Sports. Hey Dennis, as opposed to uh, trying to aim at more versatility with whether a big man that can shoot or spreading the floor in that sense. 
you kind of doubled down on your identity with Rudy and Derek and now uh, Udoka. What, what's the value of identity versus versatility or, or trying to become a more, you know, multi-option team? Yeah, so I, I think we have both been, uh, like I stated before, uh, we wanted to keep the number one offense. It's really hard to get uh, the variety of offensive talent uh, that we have. Any market, small market, glamour market, big market, it's just tough. And so, again, we felt like we had enough information to keep uh, the offensive talent. And then by adding Derek, uh, we, we do think we added uh, some positional versatility. Uh, we do think that we added a five that clearly uh, can fit. And even though uh, some of the same actions with Rudy and Derek are the same, they, they can produce different outcomes, um, you know, relative to lobs versus pocket passes. So we, we think that Derek provides the, uh, uh, the versatility piece. George Niang had a really good uh, shooting year um, as a shooting four. Uh, our fives uh, currently are, are quite defined. Um, and the thing that we're really excited about, you know, again, the data is small, but Juwan Morgan, as an example, uh, was plus eight with Rudy at the four, and he gives us a switch five. Quinn experimented with some five smalls. Um, that's an option that if you just want pure five out spacing, but it just stands to reason to us that Rudy uh, helped us produce the number one offense uh, by what he does. So yeah, they're, they're certainly at the five position. If you're speaking towards that position solely, we wanted to provide Quinn uh, with a, a different role type of option in fave. And then Yudoka as Justin and David spoke in the draft is quite unique. He set the all time NCA record in field goal percentage. I think three feet and in, uh, 65% is good. 75% is excellent. 85% three, three foot and in is ridiculous. So his vertical spacing, we think is a very important part of the program. It's, it's, it's clearly something that Rudy provided. Um, so again, we're quite comfortable with uh, the decisions we made, the good news is, is we're going to get Boyan back. I think uh, he allowed us to close games. Uh, saw him in the mid post, saw him at the nail at the free throw line. Uh, we were able to choke the clock and protect leads. And then, you know, his big, big shot making obviously was prevalent against Houston, against the Milwaukee's of, of, the, of the world. And we're excited about Elijah Hughes in the same respect that we like um, Boyan. Uh, he's a good open shooter. He's a good isolation player. He's got an excellent mid post game. And so we'll, we think in time, Elijah will provide us some offensive versatility that you're speaking to as well. Justin, what would you add to that? Anything? Nope. Doing good. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, how about Sarah Todd, Deseret News? Hey guys, um, Dennis, you mentioned uh, the Lakers and that they gave you some trouble and you felt like you were addressing that sort of with the moves this off season. Obviously that's, you know, the reigning champ is always the team to beat. Um, do you feel like that 
you, you guys are in a position where you could do that now? Well, look, we, we, we never want to tr uh, dust off the trophy mantle uh, preseason, Sarah. Uh, it, it does players and coaches uh, a disservice doing that. We, we think that we addressed uh, a need with size and physicality um, that, you know, we, we had previous that we missed. It was clear that we missed it. And bringing Derek back home uh, addresses um, uh, some of those issues. We got four second-year players uh, that were all part of the best G League club um, in the G League last year that put together the second-best defense that was uh, perimeter-based. Uh, it was a perimeter-based defense where we guarded the three-point line very well. Uh, the four guys that are back uh, all helped us drive margin. We'll see if they are situational, if they're rotational, but we, we feel good in particular about what Juwan did uh, at the G League level and uh, what Mie could uh, potentially uh, provide us. But there's no question when we faced the Lakers, when uh, we faced Denver uh, in particular, there were some big, big options that we wanted to have just that weren't at our disposal on the roster. So you're, you're trying to build a roster that if this, then that. So there's, um, you know, the offensive teams that we, we faced, we need to be able to keep up with or surpass uh, when it becomes a more physical uh, uh, playoff, uh, uh, typical playoff type of basketball. Um, we, we, we certainly missed the physicality component. And the, I felt like the Laker game at our place last year uh, was a, a real window into what we were lacking. Maybe, maybe a better way of saying it would be, you know, because you say you don't want to dust off the trophy case. What, what are your expectations then heading into the preseason? So just to get the group uh, healthy or keep the group healthy, in shape, get them organized. Again, any, any new player, uh, Sarah, that we would have brought in uh, is going to have a very tough time cracking uh, the eight-man rotation, given what those guys did. I think after December 23rd, it was a 4.6 differential, offensively driven. And so it just it stood to reason to us, again, that we wanted to bring Derek back um, so as far as expectations go, uh, water always finds its level. Uh, the, the competition always tells us the truth. With that said, we're very comfortable with the group uh, that we've put together and, and hopefully we'll make a good account for ourselves. Tony Jones, The Athletic. Hey, Dennis, um, you guys last played in September. Uh, which gives you about a three-month runway um, in, term, in terms of a new year. And, and with, uh, you do have a lot of young, younger players on the roster, but you do have a lot of veterans on the roster. Is this going to be enough time, or is this a unique place for you guys in terms of uh, trying to manage legs and, and trying, you know, health, health issues as well? We're paying Justin Zanuck good money to be a GM here, so I'm going to let him answer that question, and I'll, I'll fill in any blanks. Thanks, Tony. Thank Don, you. I mean, good to see you. 
look, Good to see. this is such a unique year. Um, we got a little bit of a glimpse into that with the bubble where we had a three or four month layoff and then started up again. And I think one of the benefits that we have is that those guys went through it and the large majority of our team is back who went through that experience. And then obviously Derek went through the bubble and his own experience um, with us prior. Um, with that, we're going to all have to be very, very nimble. Uh, first of all, keeping guys safe and healthy. We'll get an idea of the schedule, how travel is, uh, how the pandemic affects us. So being connected, um, the familiarity with each other uh, from our health performance group, our coaches, our players, I think it'll allow us to just adjust. I mean, no one's ever in the NBA other than a, a three-month bubble has, has ever gone through what, what we're about to go through. So I feel good that we have a connected group and we'll manage all those things as they come up. Inevitably, it's going to come up in the middle of a pandemic and our guys will be ready for it. Uh, David James, KUTV. For either one of you, uh, I'm curious um, what role you see for as of weekend using a first round pick on him. You've obviously got some high hopes, but you brought favors back. So how do you see all of this playing out? Justin, why don't you start and I'll, I'll finish. David, when, you know, we had such a, we spoke about it after the draft too. We feel he's a unique talent. Um, I think again, with the unique circumstances that we're about to go through, I mean, any rookie that you draft, uh, coming in has not played a game since March and been in structure or learning NBA nuances and things like that. Um, Doke's been here for a week or so, coming in to get used to the altitude, get used to working out. All of this is going to be brand new for him. And with such a short runway, uh, especially with us bringing back a very competitive team, is to not to give him a runway where his growth can take. And it may be developmental, but he you know, getting him ready to play. I don't think you can rely on any one person, whether it's a draft pick or, you know, a rotation. It's why we have, you know, 14 guys in our two ways. We're all going to have to be available. But these early reps for Doak will be his first taste of the NBA. And uh, where he goes from there, we're excited about him. But we also want to um, give him some runway to continue to get better on his own timeline. David, I would just add, look, I get the question, understand, understand that that's been bandied about um, nationally, locally. And uh, frankly, you could take Yudoka Azubuki's name out and enter anybody's name in uh, that we would have drafted and you would have said the same thing just because of the level of team that we had and, and planning on uh, adding a vet. And we we're lucky, lucky to get a vet. Uh, with Derek Favors back. So uh, obviously we erred towards size, physicality, continuity, and uh, those were objectives. And so as for the decision with Yudoka, uh, look, there's, there's gonna be times where you make decisions that are need-based in draft free agency trade. We prefer, as Justin mentioned on draft night, just take the best player available. I think our analytics ratings had him <clears throat> second overall. Our scouting ratings had him inside the top 10. Uh, their defensive rating at Kansas uh, was 80, uh, which was the best in the NCAA. You know, we just feel like he's a unique, unique kid. Here's my expectations for Yudoka. Come in and learn. 
come in and establish work habits. He's just 20, turned 21. Uh, there's plenty of upside left and, and we couldn't be more thrilled uh, to have a talent like that in the program. We have very specific coverages, um, uh, coverages that if a big man has unique physical characteristics that allows us to do a few things defensively, um, namely stay at home on shooters. So when you have a, an interior player with unique physical characteristics and you can guard the pick and roll with two guys specifically, and, and that big guy has size and presence and length and a mobility profile that allows us to play uh, with uh, two guys inside the pick and roll, which is a predominant pick and roll league. By definition, you can stay at home and reduce, you know, uh, attempt percentage from three. That's a major tenant. Uh, we wanted to get back to that and have that in spades on our roster. And, and frankly, we're very excited about that dynamic. We'll go to uh, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey guys, just wanted to know about the team's approach to the luxury tax uh, this offseason and uh, I guess kind of relatedly what you anticipate with regards to further signings, if any. Yeah, so we'll hold the further signings uh, close to the vest. We, we do have some flexibility at the end of our roster, Andy, but we want to see our level first. And um, really, I, I need to say this, I probably should have said this in, in uh, opening statement, but I count myself uh, uh, very fortunate to have worked with uh, great ownership groups in Houston San Antonio, Utah, great coaching groups in all three. And then I've been fortunate enough to be with a lot of great players. And um, I can't speak too much to the trend ownership transition other than this. I'm really grateful uh, for the Miller family. Very grateful uh, looking forward for Ryan Smith and the communications that we've had so, so far. And just know that Steve Starks has been a key conduit uh, between the Miller family and Ryan Smith and us and upper management. And so that, that plan uh, that we had uh, has been able to be uh, relayed. And, and the plan was really a multi-year basis plan, Andy. And so some of this, uh, the level of our salaries, as I've mentioned in previous years, I was always authorized uh, to spend uh, as long as uh, competitively we could carry that number. Um, right now we're sitting in the tax. Uh, we'll see uh, the level of the team uh, moving forward. And if the team's performance uh, is meeting or exceeding the salary, then we have good news. If not, uh, obviously we have mechanisms that we can work that number down moving forward, Andy, but it's a smart question and, and it's something that allowed me to kind of address as best I can uh, the, the ownership uh, transition that we're going through. Next up, uh, David Locke, Jazz Radio. Dennis and Justin, uh, two, th if I may. One, you guys made a lot of moves to be able to have the flexibility to do this and they all had to come together. Can you give us some insight on how that works? I mean. Is that pre-preparation? How do you know that you're going to be able to do all those things? And then secondarily, you're always ahead of the curve on the medical stuff. 
Has there been any analysis of what type of players might start slower or be better off because of this unique start that we're having this year? I'll, I'll address the first part and then I'll let Justin uh, speak to some specifics. Uh, Justin uh, Zanuck and David Morway did an excellent job canvassing the league um, to really make these options um, or bring a, a, a set of good options to us, I should say, David. So I, I just really want to give them a lot of credit and thanks. There was a lot of hustle, uh, elbow grease. Uh, we, we had Steven Swartz behind the scenes providing us very good salary cap analysis. And again, we're updating uh, Steve Starks and our ownership group continuously about the options that were available to us. As for the health performance piece, uh, David, you know, we, you know, it's like any early uh, um, season um, in a training camp, even though it's going to be really truncated. It was one, your question was one of the reasons why we wanted to err towards continuity. Not only does Quinn know the eight top returners, the second year guys, uh, bringing Derek back, but by definition, we know each player's body. Now, there's some things moving forward that you can never predict. Hopefully, we'll have good luck with COVID. Uh, hopefully, we'll be very disciplined and use best practices uh, with Mike Elliott and his group. But the continuity piece wasn't just a basketball-related decision. There were some health performance pieces as well. Justin, will you add your piece yeah. of that? I'll add on the on the health performance part, David. You know, again, referencing the bubble and a, a short ramp up and a truncated season, we got to see what that looked like with basically this group. So gave you know to Dennis's point, but gave Mike Elliott and Quinn even more knowledge and a very recent basis of how this could go. Obviously, still need luck and and good health, as as Dennis has said. But uh, that that corporate knowledge is going to be big for us and our group. As far as the first piece in terms of planning and those things, you know, I appreciate Dennis's words on the options that all of us worked hard to do. You know, and it's, it speaks to the communication level and us all being connected. Uh, certainly you have plan A and then B, C and D. And you hope if everything goes right that you can uh, you know, execute on plan A. Uh, you're not always in control of that because it's other, either other teams to agree to a deal, but investing in those relationships, making sure you know markets, and then things happen very quickly. And, you know, everyone being constantly up to speed allows us to make an informed, quick and timely decision that benefits the jab. The, the other piece, David, that I would add to that is I, I need to give Quinn, Mike Elliott, Anthony Zamora, uh, all of our people and player services, uh, a great deal of credit uh, as well. Uh, Jordan Clarkson was a very significant free agent. He had big market, glamour market options. He wanted to come back. He and his agent uh, worked with us very well on the contractual matters. Uh, Derek Favors wanting to come back. Frankly, you know, we, we were able to do uh, a few things from a management standpoint a year ago to find him a nice landing spot that guaranteed his contract. But really, it's a credit to Quinn that that uh, Derek kind of got the role. And look, we told Derek no promises relative to starting, but that he'd be 
an important piece of the group moving forward. And then Mike Elliott's just done a terrific job of gaining the confidence uh, of players and their agents. And so the fact that Derek wanted to come back to us at this stage of his career was a nod to Mike Elliott uh, as well. And so, um, you know, that Boyan choosing us uh, as well a year ago, we're, we're, we're kind of moving past um, some of the uh, critiques of small markets, if you will, uh, by having some continuity and having uh, good people that are really good at their jobs within our walls. Thank you. And just a few follow-ups. We only have time for a few more, but we'll go with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey guys, uh, you've both uh, spoken to the need to have some flexibility in terms of going with the big, big lineups defensively and the schemes that you have that are specific to that. Um, I guess my question is after seeing what Jamal Murray and, and guys like that are capable of, uh, how confident in you, how confident are you in what your perimeter defense is capable of doing against guards of that nature? Yeah, it's a, something that we have to own, Eric, and uh, part of my conversation actually with Donovan Mitchell when we were talking about bringing Jordan back and Donovan uh, really co-signed on that decision. Jordan added not only uh, a very significant scoring piece off the bench, but really a conduit to relationships uh, amongst players and coaches and health performance. And, and so Donovan and I, you know, we talked about it. Hey, look, we, we did, we had a 4.6 differential, but that was driven by offense. And if, you know, we have more offensive help, how are we going to increase our activity index? Um, and, and so a lot of that is on the accumbents and come up it's um, we do think that as an example Juwan Morgan um, helped us win the possession game uh, once we hit the playoffs and he had, again had a positive uh, plus minus with Rudy uh, which when we're looking at draft candidates we are looking at them in comparison to Juwan uh, same thing with Mie Mie didn't get the minutes at the jazz level uh, that he did uh, at the stars level, but he helped drive significant margin defensively. And look, we'll, we'll find out with Mie moving forward, but you know, 6'6", 6'11", wingspan, great movement profile, a major edge and toughness to him. Uh, he's not gonna come in here and be a high usage guy. Um, we think a lot of the guys that <clears throat> project well uh, from the G League to the NBA are kind of one-to-one -one evaluations. So we had Chuck Hayes way back in the old D League and how he played uh, in, in Mexico, New Mexico was exactly how he played with us with the Rockets. So that one-to-one -one piece evaluation. How Danny Green played uh, in Colorado and with the Austin Toros at the time as a fifth starter defender spot shooter was a one-to-one -one carryover and we think Mie has that capability now frankly he's got to move past situational to rotational a lot of that will be determined on what the team needs but we feel really good about his size his toughness his movement profile and the defensive margin that he drove uh, to date 
in the G League. So um, uh, we're, we're open uh, for the competition, Eric, and we look forward to it. And we think we've improved our defense. Now we'll find out if that's true or not. And the last question will come from Sarah Todd, Deseret News. I was um, wanting to know if we could get an update on Boyan's recovery and uh, if you guys expect him to be ready to go uh, at the start of the season. So, Sarah, it's gone really well. Uh, he just, uh, Boyan and, and Joe Ingles have both been here uh, the last few weeks. So, they've had a really good routine and, and both look terrific so far. Boyan, specifically, obviously, uh, with uh, the wrist surgery. It's gone well. He's progressed well. Um, we're now in one uh, on O workout. So it's one ball, one goal, one coach, one player. We're in that window, uh, I believe, until December 4th. And um, so we'll see where his level's at. And then Mike Elliott, a week from now, Sarah will uh, determine whether we want to have him take contact the first available practice or is he script only? Uh, a lot of that really is Boyan's feedback to Mike about his level of confidence, but, but so far, so good.